Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in to Stand Up For The Truth. And I want to quote Psalm 2714 to open things up today. It simply says this. You need encouragement today, right? Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Psalm 2714. Actually, verse 13. I love that one too. I just want to read that one as it goes into verse 14. It says, I certainly believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then it says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. We're going to go through a lot of news stories today, headlines today, politics, news, culture, and worldview issues to look at where we are, what's happening, and how we are responding or how we can respond to the many things that are going on around us without being overwhelmed. Um, is it too late for our country, for our culture, for the world, as far as the push for globalism and the Antichrist spirit of the age, alive and well, moving um, but sadly, much of it depends on our church leaders, doesn't it? Pastors, ministry leaders, and uh, we know the story there. Look at all the Barna research, the Pew, uh, Lifeway, uh, Christian research, Arizona Christian University, all the polls they've done on the biblical worldview and how it's declining and declining and declining. And even in the church, not just the world, I mean, they're like a 6% biblical worldview but in ch the church itself. So from recent history, it doesn't look good, but our faith is not in man. We do not hope in people, politics, possessions, or performance. Our trust is in Jesus Christ, the sovereign Lord and soon returning King of Kings. Father in heaven, thank you that you are sovereign and thank you that you are in control of all things at all times. And even though there's the God of this age that's wreaking havoc, on our country and on the world and even in many of our churches, bringing division and false teachings and apostasy. Lord, we know you are not pacing or caught off guard or surprised by any of this. So we trust you and we ask that you give us wisdom, Father. Help us to recognize what's happening and do what we can in our sphere of influence. May we contend for the faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share a quote with you before we open up a couple news stories and discuss them. The nature of deception is that people do not know they are deceived until they are confronted with the truth. Tragically, the greatest obstacle in pursuing the truth is to think you already know it. Isn't that good? Great quote. Well, before we get into the podcast uh, topics, I want to remind you we've got Ken Ham with us this week. We'll be interviewing him later in the week. Answers in Genesis, uh, Creation Museum, Ark Encounter. Ken Ham, he's got an, a book out on the division of America, and it starts, there's a spiritual dynamic involved. That's where, that's what's driving this. You understand, anyone who's been li listening to this podcast for any length of time understands that there's a demonic agenda and there's forces of darkness, both human and demonic actually, that are driving this. And as we know, some are deceived, some are deceivers, purposely, evil people driving this agenda, haters of God. And then there are those that are deceived, even in the church. Um, they are naive. They don't know the word of God, let alone uh, apply it to their lives and their culture and how to vote and all these other things. So those are those who are deceived. And that's where we come in and how we can share with them the importance of getting biblically rooted and grounded in God's word, on God's word. So let's start with this story from public schools to Planned Parenthood. Liberals are hurting our kids. Wait a minute. You know, before I have to do that, if you've got a copy of my book, Canceling Christianity, we're going to be talking about two stories today 
that you can open it up to chapter 11, Beyond Bias, a one-party media big tech conglomerate. We're going to be talking about that today. And there's just some amazing, I mean, uh, Media Research Center does such a good job with keeping track of what the networks air, what the globalist, socialist, liberal Democrat media um, air on their news so-called newscasts. That's why we encourage you to go to our resource page at StandUpForTheTruth.com, upper left-hand corner. It simply says resources, 200 of them in alphabetical order. You have no excuses on not being informed, no excuses. 200 resources, and if you have other recommendations for us, we'll add them. Just email comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. So how would you react if your teenage daughter was sexually assaulted in a women's high school restroom by a student who gained access. Why? Because they they identified as a female. Well, this happened, and more cases than what we have here in front of us, but at least over in Loudoun County, one of the most demonically driven school boards and systems in the country, aside from Southern California, Scott Smith, he's a dad. He was faced with this very predicament this past year and attempted to confront school officials about it only to be forcibly removed from a board meeting. Did you hear what I just said? His teenage daughter was sexually assaulted. Reports now suggest Loudoun County school officials not only silenced Mr. Smith, but attempted to cover up the alleged crime by transferring the suspect to another school. So this guy that identifies as a girl, right, high school kid, he was transferred to another school instead of disciplined and reprimanded and arrested. And then, at the other school, he reportedly assaulted another young woman. This is where we're at, friends, and don't say it could never happen to my son or daughter's school in my little town in our rural area. Please, you are not that naive. Stop. If you're in denial, stop it. Get informed. Open up your eyes. Tragically, this trend has emerged across our country and around the world. There is an assault on children at every age and at every stage of development, starting with life in the womb, by the way. But this crime and cover-up in Loudoun County is only the latest manifestation of this war on children. It's been raging and gathering momentum, as we know, for decades. We've warned for, for years and years. We've warned those of us who are trying to be watchmen, I've written about it. Some of my friends and ministry partners, people we have on this podcast, some of it, some of them preach it from their pulpits if they're pastors. Others have written books, articles. They're trying, they have radio programs. They're trying to raise awareness and, and wake up, edify and inform and warn the body of Christ. We need more truth proclaimers and defenders. So this article goes on. And this is, by the way, by Jim Daly at uh, Focus on the Family, Jim Daly. So praise God, even they're getting a little, a little strong in some of their reporting and, and standing. But they say whether it's pre-born children in the womb or kids caught up in the labyrinth of a dysfunctional foster care system, why do so many of the elites consistently pursue or enact policies that are detrimental to the most innocent and helpless among us? You know why. It seems to me at the root of this harmful pattern is a faulty belief that government knows better. And I'll just, well, let me share this verse in Proverbs 29, verse 2. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. The article goes on. But when it comes to the protection and defense of innocent children, I will not stay silent. We stand arm in arm with Scott Smith, the dad whose daughter was molested in her own school in the restroom, and every other father who would risk his life to protect his son or daughter. What's happening is unconscionable. And, Christians, we must call it out. Stop accommodating by your silence. Planned Parenthood, by the way, received over $600 million in taxpayer funds last year. Yes, we are still funding abortion, uh, citizens in the country. Yes, we are. Um, How can we just accept that immoral travesty. I've talked about this for so long. Forgive me for being redundant. But with over 62 million children lost to abortion since 1973, maybe we think the numbers are so great there's nothing we can do. Let's talk about your neighbor who probably has a daughter who's had an abortion. That's one child. And by the way, I remind you again that the Bible considers 
a pregnant woman to be with child. Remember those days when we used to call a baby a child in the womb? With child, before we reverted to calling it a, a mass of tissue that wasn't alive or wasn't growing. Or, Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. Um, but we have an obligation to speak up. Stay with me here. We're going to get into a lot of other topics as well. This war on children is one of, one of many that uh, um, liberals are currently championing. Their policies are hurting the most vulnerable. Now, we won't win every battle. We can raise awareness. We can vote. We can fight. We won't win every battle. But we never grow tired of defending and protecting innocent children, whether that be life in the womb, whether that be children with Down syndrome, whether that be young boys and girls in public schools, the youngest of ages that are being indoctrinated by perverse, demonic, sexually driven curriculum. So let's pray. Pray for courage for moms and dads on the front lines. Pray for protection for children right now that are in these indoctrination centers that are being affected by their classmates, their anti-Christian worldviews that's surrounding them, and we send our children. Um, so there's another story jumping. We're going to be jumping around today, but this, these are things that are of concern or should be. The IRS invasion. Did you hear about this story? The, the backlash grows as Biden seeks to grant government new access to your banking privacy. This is not a made-up story. It's not a conspiracy theory. The Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi want to give the eternal, internal, <laughs> eternal, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be, anyway, internal revenue service, the IRS, access to the financial income data for millions of Americans and businesses. It's part of their plan to hunt down extra money to pay for the president's massive $3.5 trillion social spending plan. Officials say if the IRS can see people's private bank information, they'll be able to determine who's not paying their full taxes. Anyway, um, mm. so the New York Times reports that the administration wants banks to give the IRS new details on customers who have total annual deposits or withdrawals of more than $600? What? Anyway, this is, this is, we'll put this story in with these others that we're covering today at StandForTheTruth.com. Again, the title of today's podcast, Politics, News, Culture, and Worldview Issues. Now, um, by the way, I'm blessed to be able to be speaking with Jan Markell this coming weekend on Understanding the Times Radio, for those of you that listen to Jan. Um, she's been so kind to, to have me on, so encouraging. But um, I want to share something from her newsletter that recently went out. This is uh, fall 2021. Um, before we get to some top Bible prophecy stories, I want to share what she quoted Gary Bauer. He's the founder of Our American Values. And I just want to take a moment to remind you of what has been done over the last eight months to attack and undermine the Judeo-Christian Foundation of America. These are one, two, about five, six, seven bullet points. The president, with an asterisk, whenever I talk about Biden as president, you know, you know there's an asterisk by the, his name. Um, the president embraced the lie that life doesn't begin at conception. American taxpayers are being forced to pay for abortions overseas, not only here to Planned Parenthood, but now overseas. The Biden administration restored taxpayer funds to Planned Parenthood, by the way, they were never completely defunded under Trump. Trump did whatever he could, but uh, Congress didn't, you know, follow that, follow through with that. But the Department of Education, here's another thing, they're now forcing schools to embrace gender confusion contrary to biological science. And you heard from that first story what happens when young girls are sexually assaulted in their own restrooms or dressing rooms by those who identify as transgender. How did we get here? Well, we practically threw out the biblical worldview on the existence of God, creation, gender, marriage, family, sexuality between one man, one woman. Um, so next, the Biden administration is trying to force doctors to perform transgender surgeries. Biden issued an Easter. This is a, this is amazing. He issued an Easter proclamation that didn't mention Jesus. 
<laughs> I'm not even sure if he mentioned God. Um, well, you know what God, small g, um, Biden is following. But anyway, he is also appointing left-wing judges who are committed to abortion, transgenderism, LGBTQ+++++, and also restricting religious liberty coming against Christian churches. This is not surprising, friends. I know you may be shaking your head, but please don't say, wow, how did this happen? We know how. If I remember this quote by John R.W. Stott, he said, we should not ask what's wrong with this world, for that has already been determined. We should now ask what has happened to the salt and light. I believe that's John Stott. Um, and one more, Biden reversed Trump policies that prioritized persecuted Christians in the Middle East. Just like the Obama years, we once again are bringing in hundreds of thousands of Muslims from the Middle East with no vetting to determine whether they harbor anti-Christian, anti-Semitic, and anti-Western attitudes. And that's just the Muslims that aren't being vetted. What about our southern border? There's you know people from Haiti and other countries coming over here, and yes, some is humanitarian, others, there are drug cartels, and there are others who are coming in for the very uh, different reasons, right? Their motivations are very um, concerning. But let's move on now to um, Jan Markell's top Bible prophecy stories in 2021. America's decline and rise of world economic form. And this is, you basically can say communism, globalism. When you talk about the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, <clears throat> they're writing. So she said, many reading this did not think we would be the generation to see the drastic decline of America as a world leader. Oh, Lord. Um, let's just think about that for a couple seconds, friends. That's true. Most of us who are o- over 40, <clears throat> and she says, I'm going to be blunt here and, ex- and suggest that America is not coming back, but Jesus is. And she goes on to say the world is now preparing for global government, which we know from all practical, pur- practical purposes and news stories and, and agendas of the enemy and the Bill Gates and the George Soros and all the, the UN. The, we know this is happening. Um, the World Economic Forum boasts in their slogan – that mankind will own nothing but be happy. You know, we've heard a lot about the Great Reset, and we've heard a lot about the leader of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, who's gathered hundreds of the global elite, wicked people with godless agendas who don't know God, who are opposed to the Christian worldview, to carry out his satanically driven goal of a one-world government that now has global attention thanks to the pandemic. Um, so now moving on to the next one, a fear-based world willing to submit to government overreach. And this is not only prophetic, but when you look at the church, we should not fear as the world does. We should not lose hope as the world is hopeless because they don't know Christ. They don't know God. But this is what a fear-based world is willing to do whatever the government says because they think the government can help, right? Wasn't it Reagan who said some of the most dangerous words were, I'm from the government and I'm here, I'm here to help? But that's what Biden and Harris were campaigning on and early in their administration. We're the government. We're here to help. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, the other thing uh, Jan Markell mentions as far as top stories in 2021 so far, escalating birth pangs as creation groans. Um, she talks about the calamity of natural disasters, weather commentators saying that these things are escalating with greater frequency and intensity. Um, imagine the world is using biblical terminology, she says. And then these coming days will be off the charts in tribulation, she says. We see a foretaste of them now in the church age and in this year, 2021. The world is suggesting that only a Mother Earth-type worship system will fix these natural calamities as they refuse to recognize them as the hand of God or under his sovereignty, allowing these things, or even part of his judgment. But uh, these things are stunning signs of Christ's soon return. We're going to talk about more of these signs, top Bible prophecy stories in 2021. 
When we come back on Stand Up for the Truth Plus, we're going to get into the media. Censored. What ABC, CBS, and NBC, I hope you're not paying attention to any of those so-called, quote, news outlets. Um, We're going to talk about that. Plus, Pelosi, what she said to reporters is fascinating. More in just a minute on Stand Up for the Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. So Nancy Pelosi said to reporters, news reporters recently, you could do a better job selling Biden's agenda, the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. This is true. We'll get to that story in a minute. Plus, a great article from uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin over at the Federalist. Uh, the worst is yet to come from Biden's vaccine coercion, and he gets factual. Uh-oh. Can you handle the truth? We'll get to that in a minute. But let's finish up these last few points from Jan Markell, Top Bible Prophecy Stories in 2021, Lawlessness and the Rise of the Antichrist. She says, since Minneapolis is my hometown, I recognize lawlessness. Five miles of Minneapolis was burned down last year in 2020 and may never bounce back. But today's lawlessness doesn't have to be buildings looted and burned down. We have utter lawlessness coming out of Washington, D.C. And in Matthew 24, 12, of course, it says lawlessness will abound in the last days. Um, let's also, Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Thessalonians 2, 9, the Antichrist is called the lawless one. But let's go to Romans 1. Um, reprobate mind and delusional thinking. Most of us are familiar with the end of that chapter when four of the most terrifying words in the Bible are God gave them over to a depraved or to a reprobate mind. When you deny God, deny truth, and push and push and push demonic agendas in your hearts, your consciences are seared, God is going to give you over to your own devices and your own evil, and you will destroy yourself. Or Satan will destroy you. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But anyway, Jan Markell writes, once the culture declines to a serious level, God says, enough. And he's going to rescue his bride, the church, out of all of it, and will take us home to heaven and his home, right? Home. Um, Our citizenship is in heaven, Philippians 3.20. It's as though the left and the progressives and the globalists, they're blinded, right? There's a veil. They have a veil in front of their eyes. They intend as much destruction as humanly possible, thinking maybe they're doing good, but I think they're only after their own selfish means. So um, one more point. The marginalization of Christians, conservatives, and Jews. This is a, a story we don't focus enough on, I think, in 2021. She says... Um, Righteous people, starting with born-again believers, have been called extremists, domestic terrorists, white supremacists, and even compared to the Taliban. True story from the women on The View, the, the, the liberal Democrat view on, I think it's ABC, to our government, to representatives in our own government. I think of AOC and a couple of the Muslim representatives in Congress, to teachers, from the university system all the way to public school system, they're not, I'm not putting them all into the same, in the same category and putting a big blanket over all of them, but there are some who are agenda driven that are labeling you and I as extremists because we have a biblical Christian worldview. We have the audacity to believe the Bible is true, inerrant. Jesus is Lord. He is returning. And the only way that you can get out of sin is to accept his sacrifice on the cross. And confess your sins, repent, and trust him, and in him alone is our salvation. So we went on the uh, Department of Homeland Security potential terror threat list (laughs) if we objected to various COVID measures or if we questioned the 2020 election results. Leftist commentators said we were dreaming of a theocracy where we would force people to be a Christian, right, as if we could do that anyway. They're lying, but they're, they're partially right. We long for Christ's ruling out, a uh, coming return and ruling out of a Jerusalem in the millennium. He's going to take up kingship. Anyway, the unvaccinated, they're, they're a problem as well. As we moved into uh, the summer, late summer this year, 
we're seeing seeing now, it's not just Christians, conservatives, independents, Republicans. Now, it's whoever is unvaccinated, and we'll get to two stories on that in just a minute. But these are from Jan Markell's new uh, newsletter that went out, Top Bible Prophecy Stories in 2021. This was picked up by Harbinger's Daily, a phenomenal website. Um, they are a blessing to me personally, and um, you can get harbingersdaily.com. If you want to read this story, I've got it in today's podcast notes at standardforthetruth.com. Top Bible Prophecy Stories of 2021. Okay. Now, um, before we get to this one on Pelosi, I want to mention I'm very thankful to you. You're the reason. I just checked on Amazon over the weekend. You know, I try not to get, you know, consumed by the numbers or read too much into numbers. But my book, Canceling Christianity, has been read around the top 10 and the top 10 on uh, Kindle, which is the Amazon ebook. And for, and it's five months in. It's It was number eight over the weekend, which is astounding to me. And let me just share what I posted on my author page on social media on Facebook. I said, only by the grace of God, an independent book through a very small publisher with no marketing, no major backing, no publicist, no ad campaigns, censored by big tech, the author, me, (laughs) shadow banned on this platform, meaning Facebook, all ads for canceling Christianity were rejected, and five months later, after its release, it's still a top ten bestseller in Amazon ebook categories. Censorship, religious freedom, and uh, or I think of religious intolerance and persecution. May Christ be praised, friends. And um, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about one of the chapters in a minute on the media, one-party media, big tech conglomerate. So thank you. Uh, someone from Manitowoc, Wisconsin, ordered my, my last case of books. I had to re- reorder books personally. And yes, I'm still selling them at a discount. Uh, I will do any anything over 10. I was just saying a case. But anything over 10 books, you can get them at 50% off. So let me know. Comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com if you're interested. So Pelosi said this to reporters. You could do a better job selling Biden's agenda. So she had a weekly press conference. She lectured reporters, right? And I've been calling them the Democrat media for many years. And I've got facts and proof and surveys and their own admissions to back it up and who they vote for, who they put their money behind when it comes to campaigns. I think over 90% of those in the media and those who work for big tech companies, they're Democrats. Okay, they vote for Democrats. Let's just face it. Please admit that. Please don't say, no, I'm I'm exaggerating. We have facts and, and research to back that up, so stop it. So Pelosi was pressed by a reporter who pointed out that a lot of people don't, or don't know what's in Democrats' $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, but they have jammed as many far-left ideas and policies and agendas as possible, making for a sweeping one-time bill passage. Pelosi said, well, I think you could all do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you. She said, whether Americans know it or not, they overwhelmingly support this bill. (laughs) Did you hear that? So I don't know if she's just, if she's convinced herself that Americans are supporting the Democrat Party and their tyranny and their, their policies. But this is, this is the relationship they've had with the media for years since, since B.O., before Obama. They've had this kind of cozy relationship with the media. Um, and the reporter was referring to a, a poll that said only 10% of Americans describe themselves as knowing a lot of specific things that are in the Build Back Better plan, which is Biden's one of Biden's slogans, which is one of the World Economic Forum slogans, which is communist policy, Build Back Better. Oh, my goodness, guys, we've got to wake up. So let's since we're talking about the media, let's go to this other story, censored. This is a media research center. Censored. ABC, CBS, NBC spent an entire year hiding Hunter Biden. And I write about this in my chapter on a one-party media big tech conglomerate. (laughs) They aired 18 minutes of any kind of reporting or footage on Hunter Biden scandals. An entire year, 
now that the facts, more facts are coming out, more condemning evidence, damning evidence, uh, when it comes to uh, Joe Biden's son's activities, <laughs> it's it's laughable because you know exactly if the media found out a fraction, 5% of what they found out about Hunter Biden, if they found out 5% of something like this that was one of Donald Trump's sons, do you think that would be a story? Forgive me for asking that ridiculous question. But it's been exactly one year since the New York Post published evidence of Hunter Biden's corrupt dealings with Ukraine and President Joe Biden's potential knowledge of his son's activities. It's also been a year of ABC, CBS, NBC, their evening news shows, largely censoring the myriad number of Hunter Biden scandals that have been revealed since then. Remember, though, leading up to the election, mum's the word. So Media Research Center looked at the evening news, news programs from October 2020 to October 2021, which is this month, and found that, let's just take one, let's just look at ABC. ABC, um, World News Tonight, let's, let's, actually all three, CBS Evening News and NBC Nightly News. They spent 18 minutes and four seconds on all of Hunter Biden's scandals in a year's time. In, in two newscasts, when it came to Trump and, and China, China, right? Russia, Russia. They spent 18 minutes on in two days on Trump, but yet in a, an entire year, they refused to report the truth of Hunter Biden scandals, knowing it would reflect negatively on old Joe. Um, ABC New World News Tonight was the most pathetic. You know how many, much time they spent? Two minutes and 31 seconds. And um, the last time Hunter Biden's name was even uttered, on the broadcast evening news, ABC, CBS, NBC, was three months ago on July 12. And that mention was by a so-called reporter asking about Hunter Biden selling his art. I'm not making this up. I mean, this is an extensive article, and it's how many pages? Ten pages? I will put this link in the podcast notes at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Again, today's podcast is entitled Politics, News, Culture, and Worldview Issues. I probably should put something uh, about the media, but let's just go through a couple of these, just the headlines. Um, Art gallery showing Hunter Biden's art pieces got $500,000 in federal loan. President Joe Biden may be dragged into FBI's investigation of Hunter finances, may have paid for his son's drugs and prostitutes. Hunter Biden tries to hook up his uncle with China deal. Um, let's see. Hunter Biden sells paintings for $75,000 a pop each, meaning $75,000 each at Los Angeles Art Show. Uh, by the way, on that story, total ABC, CBS, NBC news coverage, zero seconds. Not one network covered this. Emails show Hunter Biden demanded $2 million to get his dad's White House to unfreeze Libyan assets. These are emails. Emails that were sent. So documented print evidence. You can see it in black and white. And there's a news story. Um, Fox News did the $2 million man. He got a picture of Hunter, Hunter Biden. Anyway, well, another one, another article they never touched. Hunter Biden's art show raises ethical questions. Now, remember, why ethical? Because he received, what was it now? He received uh, $580,000 in COVID relief. How did his Hunter Biden's art gallery receive an additional $350,000 was approved? Anyway, a disaster assistance loan. Like he needed the money? Boy, they they know how to work the system, don't they? So this, all these things are backed up with articles and um, emails and facts in this article. Um, let's see. And then why fly commercial when you can fly Air Force One? And this is Hunter Biden taking advantage of his dad's cushy job and being able to travel the world with his dad and vacation and do whatever else. These are Secret Service travel records obtained by Judicial Watch. 
Hunter Biden took 411 trips across 29 countries between 2009 and the middle of 2014. That includes 23 flights into or out of Joint Base Andrews, home to Air Force One and Air Force Two. These trips, which shed light on Hunter's involvement with his father, are revealed in Breaking the News, exposing the establishment media's hidden deals and secret corruption. Um, so we'll put this on in the notes again. It's called Censored. ABC, CBS, NBC spent an entire year hiding Hunter. And now we'll open up my book in uh, on page 193, the chapter called Beyond Bias, a one-party media big tech conglomerate. In addition to the education system in America, two of the biggest pillars of progressive propaganda are the liberal media, a.k.a. the mainstream media, a.k.a. Democrat media, a.k.a. liberal media activists, and the big tech Conglomerate. These news and social media giants are, for all practical purposes, arms of the Democrat National Committee. Most of you probably would acknowledge that by now. Since most news corporations and social media outlets in America clearly support one political party, meaning the Democrats, then we no longer have a fair, free press. What we find instead is commentary and opinion and agendas masquerading as, quote, journalism. All right, now let's go over to what Brent Bozell did. I'm flipping to the end of the chapter in my book, uh, the end of this chapter. According to Newsbusters, Bozell called for um, Congress to rein in Twitter and Facebook and Google. Yeah, you check this out. Keep in mind that a swing state study showed one in seven Biden-Harris voters, that's 14%, got their election information from Facebook and Twitter. No wonder they were censoring Trump. No wonder they were protecting Joe Biden and the demonic Democrat Party. So Brent Bozell, Media Research Center, his letter was sent to the chairman and ranking members of the four major committees of the House Judiciary. Now I'll skip all that and go down to his his letter that came out uh, about uh, six months ago. Big tech, along with the traditional liberal media, did more than work together to elect Joe Biden. They abused their power to censor news that was bad for Biden or censor news that was good for President Trump. And friends, we have documentation, we have evidence, and we have factual information proving that this is what happened. But we just kind of shake our heads and go, well, it's just the way it is. Shame on us for our apathy. Raise awareness about this, friends. Continuing to read on page 206, Twitter, Facebook, and Google, YouTube proved they are emphatically not neutral platforms. In fact, they are an indisputable and integral arm of the radical left. Big tech companies worked intentionally and with power and extreme prejudice to do everything in their power to support Biden's candidacy and thwart Trump's campaign. He wraps it up by saying, It is undeniable Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, and a handful of other tech companies are a radical leftist cabal, a very powerful technocracy with the ability to handpick the president of the United States. They also have the power to shape and bend public policy beliefs of the American electorate. Big tech proved it could do both in the 2020 election. Miss information censorship propaganda put out by the left censoring opposition that is communist policy in america being implemented <laughs> don't go away we've got more to come including that great article from ron johnson on biden's vaccine coercion and something from the liberty council when we come back on stand up for the truth keep it right here your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. So recently, we've been acknowledging some of our guests that um, are getting the most listens and podcast downloads and hits on our website. I just want to mention a handful before we get to that next story. Um, it's just really kind of cool to see what, what your interest is and who you guys like to listen to. And um, the most popular podcast this year was Dr. Lee Merritt answering questions on vax mandates and, and uh, um, 
just treatments for COVID. And that got just, just in podcast downloads alone. Oh, where is it now? I had it right, I had it right in front of me a minute ago. Uh, I think I might have to go through all these. Oh, here we go. Um, over 5,100 podcast downloads. That doesn't include the hits on our website and people who listen on, on our website or who just listen via other social media feeds. Just 5,100 on just that one podcast download. So let me go through. John Haller is obviously a popular guest. Andy Woods, um, Russ Miller, and J.B. Hickson, Dan Fisher, Black Robe Regiment, Tim Stevens, the pastor from Canada on that program, got a lot of activity, um, Dr. Andy Woods, Scott Lively, Jan Markell, um, Samuel Say, Natasha Crane, apologist and blogger. That surprised me. Um, she's, I mean, she's phenomenal, but I didn't realize how many of our listeners really appreciated her ministry. So that was great. Jason Jimenez, Lieutenant General William Boykin, Doreen Virtue. Um, now these are our people that got just their programs were downloaded. The podcasts were downloaded by a lot of people, thousands and thousands. She was a former New Ager, by the way, Doreen Virtue. John Leffler, Terry James. Bill Perkins of Compass International, Pastor Paul Blair out in Oklahoma, Alex Newman, Pastor Kevin Minsky right here in De Pere, CTR, uh, J.B. Hickson again, and uh, just God bless you guys. Thank you for downloading these podcasts. I can tell who your favorite guests are. So it helps us knowing who to book again and how often. We, we don't have a lot of monthly guests anymore. Maybe there's one or two. Maybe, yeah, there's about two exceptions to having guests on every month because usually it's about every 45 days or maybe every couple of months because uh, we have so many new guests that we've been bringing on and thanks to you they're excited to come on the podcast like Alex McFarland, uh, McFarland will be back with us Thursday and Ken Ham answers in Genesis on Friday. So Ron Johnson, the worst is yet to come from Biden's vaccine coercion. Wait a minute, this is really quick. Before I get to that, sorry, I'm jumping around. From Liberty Council, they filed a class action lawsuit against Joe Biden on behalf of military members, federal employees, and civilian contractors. This is one of the most significant challenges to the unlawful forced mandates, the medical tyranny that we've been seeing. And the lawsuit against Biden and the Department of Defense and Homeland Security has the potential to stop all the unlawful shot mandates. Just one example, they were defending Catherine, her name is. She's been a member of the military for 24 years. She's in the Navy. And military members are being told that if they do not get the shot, they will not only be dishonorably discharged, but they could face imprisonment. These are our military members. This is not the, she said this, quote, this is not the United States of America that I grew up in, defended, and loved. Catherine has, again, been in the military for 24 years. So that's Liberty Council is doing some great work. Um, I believe it's just lc.org or lcaction.org. Check out that website. So now back to Ron Johnson's article. He says, um, my opposition to mandates is growing stronger with each new anecdote and each new piece of information that shows not only how futile these mandates are, but how devastating these self-inflicted harms will be. President Biden, his administration, corporate media, the Democrat media, and social media, Democrat social media, are denying three realities. Number one, the effectiveness of natural immunity and how medically unnecessary it is for the previously infected to get vaccinated. I've had COVID. I've got naturally acquired immunity. Remember that clip we played from Ron Paul, I'm sorry, Rand Paul, uh, a week or two ago when he just grilled HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra. That's worth going back and listening to. That was about a week and a half ago. Rand Paul. Um, number two, the fact that fully vaccinated individuals are getting infected and transmitting COVID-19. Did you hear that? People who are already vaccinated. That's right. It's happening. Um some are also becoming seriously ill, and this is the sad part, and dying. And we've got a breaking news story right now, friends. Um, sadly, former Secretary of State Colin Powell just died of COVID. He was vaccinated. He had both you know, vaccinations. I'm not sure if he got the booster or not, but he just died of complications. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell. God bless and comfort his family. 
Um, number three, vaccine injuries, including death, are occurring at a far higher number or at far higher numbers than health authorities and the Democrat media and big tech conglomerate want to admit. So 1990, most of you recognize the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System is a national early warning system to detect possible safety problems of of licensed vaccines in America. And as of October 1st of this year, just a few weeks ago, VAERS, the vaccine reporting system, according to VAERS, 16,310 people, this is three weeks ago, died after having the vaccination, after having COVID shots. 16,310. So if they are reporting that, a national reporting uh, vaccine adverse event system, you know the number is possibly three or four times that high if they're reporting this. So let's just say conservatively it's 30,000 people have died after getting COVID shots. Um, 5,326 deaths occur on the day you get the shot, the day after or two days after vaccination. This is not me. It's according to theirs. They've got a number, which happens to be 33% of uh, vaccine uh, deaths. This occurs after, I'm sorry, either the day of, one day or two days after. So if you've been vaccinated twice, if you made it three or four days or a week, you probably are, you know, pretty good. You don't, I mean, there are going to be some future effects possibly and things, but at least uh, death will not be an issue. Praise God for those who got it early without doing all the research. But three areas of particular urgency involve health care, the military, and aviation. Now, this is going, going back to this Ron Johnson article. God bless him. I hope he runs again for Senate in Wisconsin. <clears throat> but he said, as we have seen in New York State, many doctors and nurses who refuse to be vaccinated now must leave health care, either voluntary or involuntary, due to vaccine coercion. Stop right there. Let me ask you this. How are they, these states and healthcare industries th- doing this? How are they allowing this to happen with, with hospitals filling over and, and ICUs overflowing with COVID patients? I think that's a lie. I, I, when I had COVID, I was in urgent care three times. I got in and out quicker than, and it was some, there was a shift change. There was only a handful of people there the couple times, three times that I went, only one time I had to wait, and that's because people had previous appointments. It wasn't urgent. In other words, it wasn't an emergency. One time I went to the emergency, two times to urgent care. So the the narrative that the ICUs are overflowing with COVID patients, uh, I question that. I don't know about you. Let's move on. So why would they al- allow these people that are working in the healthcare industry to to resign or quit? If they need them so badly. So yeah, I think we're reading into the, what's happening here. So, um, this experience, what's happening in New York, Ron Johnson says, will be replicated throughout America and the negative impact on healthcare will be profound. Um, he goes on. Last week I received a letter from a Wisconsin constituent who is a pilot for a U.S. based airline. His testimonial raises serious concerns regarding airline safety and, and demonstrates why we can add a growing pilot shortage to the self-inflicted harms of the vaccine mandate. He said the most alarming anecdote in this letter that he received involved a recently vaccinated pilot who sustained over a two-day period partial blindness in one eye and then severe migraine headaches. This is an airline pilot, but that's not the kicker. By the way, his doctor said, oh, you just suffered a couple of micro strokes. Nothing to do with the vaccine. But the pilot, listen to this, the pilot did not report his medical condition to the Federal Aviation Administration medical examiner because he feared he would lose his uh, pilot certifications. certifications. So he's flying blind in one eye. Unfortunately, um, Ron Johnson now wraps up this article. Unfortunately, we know... The vaccines do not preclude infection or transmission. As a result, we are forcing people to choose between their livelihoods and a freedom-robbing vaccination mandate with no rationale. We are only beginning 
to see the dire consequences of these ill-advised mandates. U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin. And I'll put that article in today's podcast notes as well at StandUpForTheTruth.com. A lot of good reporting out there, friends. you just got to know where to look. That's why I can refer you to the 200 resources you can trust at the top left corner of StandUpForTheTruth.com website, right next to Upcoming, which is our guest calendar. It says Resources. All right? So tomorrow, um, I've got a couple other articles to get to, including one by Ben Shapiro which uh, is called The Nation in the Bubble. (laughs) And then there's another one over at American Thinker we'll get to. I just ran out of time today. I will uh, send you briefly over to my website um, to check out the article on uh, Pelosi, the Pope, and um, progressive policy, which one of those policies is population control. And remember, why are they so pro-environmentalism and climate change and all this alarmism? It the the natural progression and result of what they're pushing is control or limit the population from birth control to euthanasia to now policies that will somehow limit the world population. That Most all global elites agree on that. So we'll talk a little bit about that more tomorrow, but I've got that article up that came out last week. So thank you guys so much. Um, we, I think, have to wrap it up be- for the sake of time. There's so many other articles. But go to StandUpForTheTruth.com. Check out past podcasts. If you missed any, some phenomenal recent guests. We're so blessed here. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. We are one week away from our fundraiser. Am I looking at the calendar right? Q-Drive, we call it, is twice a year. The vehicle that drives Stand Up For The Truth is Q90FM Radio, and you can pledge because we are a listener-supported ministry. You can pledge your support. You don't have to pay now, but you can either pledge it or you can enter your credit card info on our safe, secure website. You can go to standupforthetruth.com slash donate or where it says support the ministry, click on that, and you can go right there and do whatever you'd like. If you have any questions, email us, comments at standupforthetruth.com, and yes, your donation, your gift is 100% tax deductible. So a week from tomorrow, our three-day fundraiser kicks off. When we come back, we're going to let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. The topic tomorrow will be jail ministry, prison ministry, And we've got a guest in studio from Kairos, Wisconsin. His name is James Kilpatrick. He'll be with us tomorrow. Wednesday, you will hear from Eric Hovind on creationism versus, um, well, evolution. Um, What else? Oh, Alex McFarland, back with us, apologist and author from North Carolina. He'll be back with us on Friday. And Ken Ham, I'm sorry, Alex McFarland Thursday. Ken Ham on Friday, his book, Divided Nation, cultures and chaos and a conflicted church can't wait to get to all these men so thank you guys so much for listening god bless you and as always keep speaking the truth about things that matter